Welcome to Drinking Commentaries. Yeah, welcome. As always, I'm your host, Jake Del Mastro. And as always, I'm joined by my very good friend and co-host, Keaton Byer. Hello, Keaton. Hello, how is it going? Um, so, you know, you know, this is a long film that we're doing today, right? Yeah. You might say that that when they made it, they uh, they weren't Russian. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, I was really bad. Because, in fact, they were. Actually, not all, not of, them. all of them. Many of them yeah, weren't, some in fact. Of, many of them were Russian. Many of them were not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about a film called Solaris. Or Solaris. Or Solaris, yeah. To, 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 uh, not to be confused with the uh, 2002... Uh, film with George Clooney. No, yeah, very different film. Um, well, they're based on the same book, actually. Yeah, yeah no, I know. Very different film, yeah. though. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of the book. We'll get into it. There's a lot of things based on the book. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, we're doing Solaris, which is, what was it? 1972 uh, Soviet Union film, which is going to be a very interesting uh, departure for us, because I think we usually mostly do Hollywood films, besides like yeah, we we normally talk about films that were made in you know, the West. Yeah, in the West or very least, you know, mainstream. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess this is main. This is extremely mainstream, uh, USSR. But well, yeah, in terms of Soviet films, yeah, this is like you know. Point being, this is uh, this is our first Soviet film. Um, so yeah, I think there'll be some interesting things to talk about here. Yeah, interesting. So uh, this week we're gonna talk about kind of. Mostly the, the 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 background stuff as we normally do. We probably won't get into much of the actual production and and the kind of the meat and whatnot until next next. Oh, week. there will be some meat, just not. I don't know. Oh yeah, of course. There's tons of meat. I just mean the meat about the actual like production of the movie. Yeah, you know, the actual exactly. making of the movie will yes. be more next week. Um, this is more of like the the conceptual basis for the movie. <laughs> Indeed, and there's a lot of it. Fuck me. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think you, this re- movie requires a lot of explanation. I think. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna do it in five minutes, huh? I am indeed. I I actually think it won't be that hard. No, it's actually like the summary in five minutes won't be too hard, I suppose. But the actual like breaking down what it all means. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Might be a bit more uh, difficult. Let me just get your timer ready. Yeah, so I'm going to do the uh, five-minute summary here. Let me know when you are ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right, begin. Okay, so we got this guy. He's uh, named Chris Kelvin. He's a psychologist, and he's he's going to go to this planet called Solaris, which is like an ocean planet with a space station because there's, like, this science going on, and uh, he needs to, like, recommend whether or not they should keep doing it because it's like at a dead end and um so his friend uh who used to be on solaris burton comes to him and he's like yo some shit's going down we gotta we gotta keep checking this out you can't you can't close it or whatever right and then he tells him about this experience he had like 10 years ago and then uh so anyway he goes to friend i thought burton was i thought he didn't know burton isn't burton like his father's friend or something oh maybe that was it Anyway, but I think they'd met before. But anyway, right. um, they uh, they go to he goes to Solaris, and there are three people that are supposed to be on Solaris, and uh, he he shows up, and one of them's dead. <laughs> the one he knows. The one he knows. The one he's supposed to know. Uh, turns out he killed himself, and there's some weird things going on on the station. 
uh, the two surviving guys, the cybernetic, cyber, sorry, cyberneticist Dr. Snout and the astrobiologist Dr. Sartorius. Uh, turns out that there are all these, like, random people showing up that uh, come from people's memory. Oh, and I forgot to say, it's very clear that, like, you know, Chris has some hardcore, like, things in his past. Clearly dead wife. Um, <laughs> and anyway, eventually she appears to him uh, on the space station inexplicably, and he obviously knows that this is ridiculous, so he tries to fire her out of the station on a rocket, but then she comes back. <laughs> um, and then uh, basically weird shit's going on. Uh, we find out that these people that are showing up are like um, – they're made of neutrons. They're somehow from the planet, and they've been bombarding the planet with X-rays to try to – or radiation, they said. Uh, and yeah. I don't know if they said X-rays. But anyway, um, and then uh, this uh, – he falls in love with his, like, dead wife uh, <laughs> again. Halfway. Even though he knows that she isn't real, but then she realizes she isn't real, and then there's, like, this whole thing. She knows she's not – real and then uh it turns out that his 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 dead wife had killed herself and um he like blames himself for it and then like uh he's being tormented by his dead wife re resurrecting basically and then she tries to kill herself but then she comes back to life because she's like from the planet and it's like making these neutron no, neutrinos neutrinos neutrino beings yeah, and yeah, not uh neutron. Neutrino, yeah. Then there's all these philosophical things that they talk about. And then, uh, basically... In the library. In the library. And then Chris, uh, eventually they're like, well, we need to uh, take your brain waves and send them down to the planet with radiation so that maybe we can talk to it. And it'll stop the sending point. the beings. But he's like, fuck it. Uh, oh, no, that's going to kill my wife. And then his like dead wife is like, no, we have to do this. And then they send the encephalic ground down and then all the beings disappear and then some islands show up on the surface and then he's like i don't know what to do with myself maybe i'll go home and then we cut to like him at home and he like hugs his his father and then it zooms out to show that actually he's just on an island and he's still on solaris bah! <laughs> nice with a whole minute to spare yeah <laughs> i think i did all right yeah i think you got I think you got it all, really. I mean, most of the film is just <laughs> like the film. You know, they need the to go through the motions. You know what I mean? And then they yeah. have all those philosophical conversations. Yeah, the the film is just getting you from one philosophical conversation to another. Exactly. Which is a fine thing for a film. But let's get into our initial thoughts, because okay. it's it's a three hour film, and that you know that that can be difficult for some. It's folks. two hours and forty five minutes, please. Oh yeah, my mistake. My mistake. I, I sh it, two forty six actually, so I did round up correctly. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> the, the we're not talking about like Lawrence Arabia here, man. This is a short movie by comparison. By comparison, yeah, fair enough. This is a this is a walk in the park. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what do you what do you think of it? Like, what do your, I think of it? Uh, okay, I definitely it was definitely worth watching. Wait, had I you seen it, it prior to this? Have I had you not watched seen it. it. No. No. Um, I thought it was interesting. 
Uh, I definitely think there's a bit of fat on it. <laughs> um, I. But it's still still short, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, it all depends on the film, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I think that it didn't always explain itself very well, which is one of the gripes that I had with it. I think, like, I think we watched the same version, so I don't know. How much of that do you think has to do with, like, the translation of our subtitles? Uh, I don't know. I think that's hard to say, because, but there are things that just, like, literally weren't mentioned, right, until, like, much later in the movie. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. It's like it's 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 extremely like why, confusing. Like, why is he going to Solaris? They never say yeah. it until like he's there. Yeah, he. They just. It's an extremely uh, uh, artistic film. Clearly, you can tell from like the very first shot. I think that that's like the goal. They have, yeah. Like, it opens with like a, a bunch of really long shots of like nature. So you is it the you, water stuff that they're showing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's like. You kind of know what you're getting into, but like... yeah, but it's like you know, it 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 would have been useful just to have a couple lines of dialogue. Like being any like... exposition, yeah. I, I was really confused about in the for the first like fifteen minutes, just like kind of figuring out what the hell was going on, where. Yeah, well, specifically the thing that like threw me off at first was the character of Burton. Yeah, because like I it wasn't clear to me that he was the same guy that was in the film. Yeah, yeah, they almost actually but, did the the old makeup too well. <laughs> exactly, that's what I was thinking. I thought that old age makeup's really fucking good. Yeah, it is. Real. It's like better than like most. It's, it's way better than the CGI shit they do nowadays. Yeah, yeah, it was like it's like, like it's better I than most Hollywood old. I didn't even makeup. realize he was wearing makeup. Like, do you think they got like? Yeah, me, me too. I didn't realize until I was like, until it like, like cued in. I was like, holy shit, this is the same guy. This, this is the same guy. Because when they called him Burton. In the in the present, I was like, "Oh shit," because I was yeah, thinking, exactly. "Are these guys the same guy?" Yeah, and then you kind of look at it and you're like, "Oh yeah, shit, it's totally the same guy." It must yeah, be yeah, because yeah. it must be the KGB uh, makeup artists, you know? They yeah, have, they have I really think that good... they were actually pretty subtle with what they did on the yeah. Well, makeup, I think that's which I think he, was was good. Like, he, I think he's basically just wearing a bald cap, unless they did it the other way, where that he he's actually <laughs> old and they made him up young because it's like kind of black and white. It's possible. <laughs> No, I think it was probably it, they probably made him look older. Yeah, but. I mean the smartest way to do it would to be make him look younger in one and make him look older in the other, so that do it's both. Like, do well, the maybe best they did that? Worlds. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Point being, it was really good and it looked way better than say Edward Scissorhands, fucking Winona Ryder, <laughs> telling yeah. the god that's that. Oh my god, that's brutal. Um, that's Winona Ryder, right? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, but yeah, I think I kind of agree. I it does definitely some fat. I think I might enjoy it more with subsequent viewings. Like yeah, you know. May, like once you already know what's going on, is what I'm saying, right? Exactly, precisely. It's like fucking as soon as you have an idea of what's kind of coming and what the action is, like you don't waste as much time being like, what the fuck is going on? You can actually kind of like read into. Yeah, the... it's like I can't focus on your half baked psychology when like you know yeah yeah you're i can't <laughs> fucking focus on your armchair psychology when you're fucking like <laughs> yeah. i have no idea who's who doing what where so exactly that's a little bit and i mean part of that is like uh just 
what subtitles tend to do in general. Yeah. Like, I've mentioned on the podcast before, like, I prefer to not have subtitles because, you know, it takes your eye away from looking at the rest of the frame. Uh, yeah, it is a, it's a different kind of film experience. It's a different viewing experience, yeah. yeah. I was also thinking, like, it's supposed to be a pretty artistic film, like, but I did, like, some of the, they didn't really do a great job in some of the tight spaces on the spaceship, or the space station, in my opinion. I don't think... Yeah? I, I mean, I thought parts of the space station looked really, really good. Oh, well, I think it looked uh, fine. I didn't, I like, I didn't, like, I'm not talking about I set didn't, design. I didn't like, I didn't like when they went into the library. I hate that. I hate that so much. Because it's like, now, I hate it, it's like, now we're not even in a space station. Like, well, what's the... It's like... Now we're just in a fucking library. This is like so like yeah. uh, this is such a pedantic fucking. We're literally watching a bunch of people sit around and talk about philosophy. Yeah, like and quote old Russian literature, Dostoevsky. Yeah, and we're shit. just watching people fucking sit in a library wearing suits. Quote fucking Dostoevsky. Like, like I get that this is what you're trying to do, but like, give us like something, you know? Like, give the audience give give us something. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's not a play, it's a film. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, uh, as much as we're harping on these parts, there were some yeah, very yeah, good yeah. parts. We're, I, I enjoyed... Uh, we're sticking on these bits. I thought it, it was shot pretty well, in my opinion. Um, I, I'd uh, say about 80% of it was shot the, really the, well. The acting was pretty good. Yeah, the, I, I'd, agree, I'd agree with the acting point as well. Yeah, I think everybody in it was... Uh, pretty good um i mean i didn't understand what they're saying but uh, yeah <laughs> thought it was good otherwise yeah uh i i just i know this goes against a lot of what we're about to go into but i feel like they could have made some of the sci-fi elements that could have brought them more to the forefront yeah this we're gonna really get into that <laughs> we're gonna talk that's about that the, that's that's the whole thing about this movie and i agree with you 100 percent. and i think that's probably this film's biggest flaw is the kind of yeah. like the the rigid uh well we'll get into it. we'll get into it um in in one moment but yeah yeah i i really i liked the ending like that 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 like you know whoa kind of ending i mean yeah that's like a that's yeah that's that that's a good ending. great uh it's totally saw it coming yeah for sure but that's not, it's still yeah. it's it's you know, you see a lot of Twilight Zone episodes coming, but it's... Yeah, it's like the Twilight Zone. Exactly. It's like, whoa, but still, it's fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think a lot of... Uh, like you say, I think I think what you're calling fat, yeah, I think there's just a lot of kind of bad shit in there that was just like, you know... I, 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 well, just unnecessary. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that final kind of moment, like the culmination. It was like, it was satisfying to get there, but like... Yeah, a lot of it was just like, why, why are we doing this? Why did I sit through yeah, that? Yeah, like I liked also when he showed up at the space station and there was all that mystery, right? I liked that. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's it's one of the cases of like you know where the more you learn about the mystery, the less kind of interesting the whole thing becomes because it's like yeah, exactly. It's the it's the mystery that's interesting, not the like the not how you solve it. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. But anyway, that's that's our that's that's yeah, our those, thoughts. Yeah, those are some gripes there. Like <laughs> it was really it was a really yeah. like interesting, well-made movie. I think in a lot of ways. But but yeah. So 
let's get into it. Let's talk about some basic facts. Right. Um, so I'm going to let you pronounce all the names first. Yeah, so, okay, so apologies to everyone whose name we're going to pronounce. <laughs> Directed by Andrei Tarkovsky. Um, written by Friedrich Gorenstein and Andrei Tarkovsky. Based on the novel Solaris by Stanislav Lem. That I looked that one up. That is how you pronounce that one. Okay. Uh, starring Donatus Banionis. He does great. That's the Natalia Bondarchuk. And those are the two people you assume the two leads. Yeah. Those. So those are the two stars. That's uh, that's Chris uh, Kelvin. And uh, his his Har- dead Hardy? wife, Harry, Harry, yeah, and uh, Yuri Yarvit. Uh, no, that's fucking Estonian. I'm not gonna get <laughs> no, that right. No, you know, you just <laughs> you're you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You, Yuri Yarvit. Yuri Yarvit is the <laughs> um, best. Uh, he's he's the snout. He's like the mad one of the crazy guys. Yeah, snout. That guy is great. I think. I think that's a really. really I liked good him. Role. I I really liked yeah. him. Uh, Vladislav Dvorzetsky. 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 Yes. Nikolai Grinko and Anatoly Solonitsyn. Yeah. So. What was it? There's pretty uh, um, mixed uh, background cast. You know, you've got... Yeah, so, like, people from all over the place. Uh, well, I mean, all, all over, over the Europe. place. It was every, all, it, all inside the Soviet yeah. Union. Yeah, all over the Soviet Union. So you have, you have Donatus is from, what, Lithuania. Um, okay. Italia's Russian, I believe. Yuri, you said, was Estonian. Yeah. Oh, I think that name looks Estonian. Um, and then there was an, some more Russians. Estonian, yeah. Yeah. Point being, a pretty pretty mixed background. But so the production company is is Moz Film, which I think we'll talk a lot more. Or Moz Film. How would you pronounce that? Moz Film. I would say Moz Film. Moz Film, because I assume that's like, Moscow. Like Moscow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. There was also Len Film in Leningrad. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, that makes so one yeah. would assume that it's Moz Film then. Um, we'll yeah. talk more about like that kind of in detail. I think next week is kind of when we get into that sort of thing. But yeah. Uh, but as we said, the re- the re- the release uh, 1972. Um, I think it's it's kind of got a confusing release, which kind of again is part and parcel with like the uh, the Soviet film industry. Um, uh, 1972 was basically when it was released. It, like when we were shown at the Cannes Film Festival, right? Right, right, right. So you know, I, I would say that that's kind of when it was made because that's when people first yeah, saw it. Yeah, that's yeah. I guess that's when it was kind of yeah, yeah. Made made a big a big uh, uh, debut at the Cannes yeah, Film Festival. It, it was uh, very well it was received. A splash for sure. Should we get into kind of the so it was based off a book as as we mentioned as you mentioned, Solaris by Stanislav Lem. Um, so let's talk about the book a little bit. Okay, sure. So he's uh have you heard of him before? Had you heard of him or that book or any of that? What was your what was your awareness level? Um not a lot. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Like kinda just like tangentially through like other sci fi 
stuff. But uh, uh-huh. he's apparently he's like he's a Polish author, and he's he's apparently huge in Europe and in Poland. Um, he's a p- 2021 was declared Stanislav Lemier in Poland, so we just missed. Oh really? His year, um, unfortunately, but bad yeah, timing. I know bad timing. Um, but yeah, yeah. So he, he's he's very popular in Europe. Um, because cause normally I I was I was looking at like all his books and like there's like often like there are English translations, but they're usually like two decades after the the original book. So kind of right. indicates to me that it was more popular in Europe initially, at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he. he he was very well respected within like the uh, Eastern Bloc countries uh, and in the Soviet yeah, he, Union, from what I understand. He was hugely popular, which is partially what led. Uh, well, we'll talk about this. Yeah, later. exactly. Um, so, so the book, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's published in 1961. Um, in its original publication, obviously, again, it goes through a lot of kind of republications. I don't think I don't know if it came out in the um, United States until like 1970 or something like that um or rather in english i don't know i don't mean specifically the united states but anyway the point is his 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 style of writing is is hard science fiction um and i'm sure you're aware of hard science fiction versus soft science fiction well yes i i would say that uh you know i i am I enjoy hard Absolutely science fiction. Sorry. You want to just give <laughs> a know? little distinction of what that means, because I think it's kind of relevant. What is hard science yeah. fiction? Okay, so I would say that hard science fiction in general, it's like uh, things tend to be more realistic, as as a like things tend to be more thought out, like you know, uh, about like how certain technologies would actually work. For example, you right, know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, for example, I would say that, you know, Star Trek is not an example of our science fiction. Right, right. It's uh... Whereas something like 2001 A Space Odyssey is, right? Right, right. It, it, it has to do with, uh, like, basically, the uh, it, it has to do with the sense of realism, basically. Yeah, I believe it's kind of like the how like kind of developed the and rigid the science in hard science fiction is the hard part you know exactly what I mean? it's it's it has to be developed yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be real it doesn't necessarily have to like you know work but like there needs to be generally there's some thought put it into has like, to be you know, logical how it yeah, has to be exactly. logical and it has to not yeah, generally, like, I think, like, a rule of thumb is that you're allowed, like, you know, one contrivance, right? Right, right. And then everything else has to be real. Right, right. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. Obviously, that's not a rule, but, like, you know. Uh, it's not a, uh, 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 it's, it's more of a guideline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't read the book, but as I understand, it's, it's pretty different from the, uh, the movie. Like... Not necessarily in like content, although I think there's definitely some like it's definitely like streamlined in the movie as it often is in in film. Yeah, it's funny to say that a two two and a half hour two four hour forty five minute film is streamlined. I know that is hilarious to say, but like it's true. Just in terms of like you know they cut <laughs> some of the 
some of the although from what i understand the movie actually added a couple things like the whole scene where he's on earth right from what i understand that's an invention of the film it is yes the um it, the the whole which takes almost almost like 40 minutes i think i know but that's like ridiculous it takes so long and it gives you nothing so it's like i almost don't even it gives you it gives you something it gives you background i think a little bit it gives you a background i, I think it gives everything it gives you it could have given you in like five minutes i think yeah it didn't need to be so long maybe like i think the book uh you know, dealt with some loftier concepts than the film. Like, in the film, like, I think we're really focused on, like, you know, uh, human characters and, like, you know, Chris's relationship to his, like, ex-wife and uh, just the humanity of it. It's a very individual... It's very... Yeah, it's very individual. But as I understand, the book is a lot more, like, kind of deals with like the, the the nature of humanity in a broader sense and like you know because it's like about communicating with a non-personified entity that we cannot understand you know it's about it's more about communicating with the 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 the, the planet or whatever or the yeah, intelligence like, of the planet which they kind of alluded to in the film but didn't really like yeah, you the know, film has actually really about, nothing know. to do with the planet in in some ways. It's well, except the planet is what's creating the illusion. Exactly. It's... Or I mean, are they're not really illusions? No, they're, they're not like actual that... physical people. Yeah. But they're like. But yeah, so I mean, there was some interesting stuff where they were talking about like you know, oh, is she really a real person? You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like. Yeah. I I like, I get. The subject of countless Star Trek episodes. I know. I know. That's the thing is, like, I get why it's an interesting conversation, but, like, in the year 2022, it's such, like, an aggressively overexposed conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you have to remove that a little bit when you watch this because it's, like, yeah, it's 1972. But, yeah, you need to understand, like, this was made in 1972, and a lot of the films that dealt with that they were made before 1972 hadn't been seen by the audience that this film was directed at. Uh, the, the, the book... It was definitely super popular, as we said. Mentioned, super popular in uh, in in Russia and in uh, Poland, where the author is from. Um, but yeah, Tarkovsky was a huge fan of uh, the book, as I think is pretty obvious. I think you know, if you choose to adapt it, it's kind of safe to assume you're at least somewhat. Yeah, like you generally don't want to adapt something that you think is like... bad, unless you think you're going to make it a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe people should do more of that. Yeah, yeah, like, like, hey, that fucking sucks. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna do it. You know. Uh, I mean, I always say like, or remakes or whatever is the thing that I always think of. Like, I always bring up the example of Have you ever seen the original Casino Royale? Sorry, not Casino Royale. Ocean's Eleven movie. Uh oh yeah yeah with yeah with Frank yeah. Sinatra. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, the Soderbergh movie is really good. Yeah, yeah, totally different movie, <laughs> like, better. It's like so glad somebody took that and turned it into a movie. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, people should stop doing things they like, but that's just an aside. Just Do you an aside. It? So yeah, like I think we're gonna talk about a lot of like things that will make a lot more sense if we go go over some basic stuff here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. My name is Jakob Smirnov. I am comedian from Russia. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
I like it here in America. What surprises me that people in America don't know we have comedy in Russia. Russian comedian to American sounds like Mormon wino. <laughs> we have comedians, they're there. They're dead, but they're there. It's hard to do comedy in Soviet Union because you have to write out all your material and you send it to Department of Jokes. All right. And I'm not making this up. Every Let's talk about stuff and I want to stress that this is not an endorsement of communism. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh as you might imagine, sort of things worked a lot differently in such a system. Yeah, as we're like what we were talking about at the top of the episode just like the fact that uh yeah, we normally talk about Hollywood episode or Hollywood films. Yeah, very different. They very much built like a parallel industry you know what i mean yeah well and it was just like so thoroughly decoupled <laughs> go on go on what does that like mean? well i mean i don't know like we often talk about like uh you know actually a lot of times here's an example we talk about like okay what film was this shot on we're doing um the uh when we're doing right, yeah. how, how'd they shoot it right like literally you had entirely different manufacturers making even like everything from the ground up like the film to put in the cameras the cameras themselves like everything was controlled by this it's giant apparatus autonomous industry exactly and and it was all like controlled like top down too like there was this uh body called the uh sorry what uh the State Committee for Cinematography, uh, which was is abbreviated as Ghost Kino, which is what I will call it from now on. Okay. Very early on, it was a priority for the Bolsheviks to establish like a film industry because they realized it's like potential for influencing public opinion. From like basically the beginning, they start supporting creating like domestic uh, films in the Soviet Union. Uh, like once again, creating literally everything from the cameras to make the films to the film in the camera to uh, educating um, people to they, they make, make films. They make the film schools. They make the film schools. They yeah. uh, they do everything right. And an interesting fact about this sort of like top down system is that like uh, normally. Uh, what dictates what movies get made is that, like, the studios decide what's going to make money, right? Yep. And they try to make that. But obviously there's no feedback loop, you know, here. They're, like, the money doesn't come back. Like, um, it's like money, like the rubles that they used. Like, actually, this uh, this movie, the budget is listed as, like, one million Soviet rubles. Yeah, it doesn't really that doesn't mean that, anything. That doesn't really mean yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... You you can write down like a a U.S. dollar amount next to that and say that that's equivalent, but it really isn't. There's no real way to convert it's the two whole, things. Yeah, it's a whole different. Yeah, because like, it's like economic system. It's kind of impossible. Yeah, so to... it's like people got paid with money, and one of the few things you could actually, well, it depends on what era you're talking about. But like, actually, this was filmed in one of the better run eras of the Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but basically, uh, when people got paid in rubles, they could use it to like spend on like consumer goods, like going to the movies, right? Right. And so this was one of the one of the few things you could you could do with your rubles, I guess. Um, and uh, 
basically, because everything you could spend the rubles on was also provided by the government, you couldn't then take those rubles and turn them into U.S. dollars, is yeah, my yeah, point. Right, right. And it's not non-convertible. There's, no, there's, there's not yeah. really an equivalence. The re- what that equivalent is is, technic- is is because if you were a tourist visiting the Soviet Union, you could take your U.S. dollars and convert them into Soviet money. Right. But you couldn't do the reverse. Right. Yeah. Um, Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, obviously. So anyway, everything got funneled through this state committee for cinematography, Gus Kino. And if you were a filmmaker and you wanted to get a movie made, you had to go to Gus Kino. And, uh, like, this... Encourage like they encouraged like you know artistic films like these in in a really interesting way and a lot of films got made that probably wouldn't have gotten made in like a market driven system. I mean yeah, there's like, definitely there's definitely a, a culture is not thrown by the wayside here, right? It's it's that's it's not just about prop- culture is not th- it's not entirely like a propaganda machine. Like I mean it is. No, 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 no. But exactly, like, like they, like they were producing things for people to be entertained. Exactly, exactly. Like uh, there were a lot of propaganda movies, and some of them were entertaining. It's not mutually exclusive, right? Yeah, and I think, I think there's also the fact that there is kind of everything has an undertone of everything was censored. So, you know. Yeah, including this film. uh, Exactly. But so. So there's no this, possibility, really, unless it was missed, of like, you know, uh, you're not going to see any... Uh, you can't really separate the politics completely from it. Yeah, exactly. There's not going to be any dissenting opinions or, or anything like that in, in the Yeah, films. but but they did encourage, like, you know, interesting experimentation. And exactly, stuff like, like creativity. As long as it was okay with the party. Yeah, yeah, like creativity yeah. within... <laughs> within with, this... Yeah. Um... And obviously, once again, that varied at different points in time, right? Yeah, like, I'm sure that that was more open thing. at this point in time than it was during Stalin, right? It'd have to be the, a film showing the great victory. Apparently, he was a real big fan of westerns. Doesn't shock me one bit, to be honest. <laughs> That's yeah. like totally his vibe. He's like he's John Wayne. <laughs> he's the John Wayne of the Soviet Union. He himself. Yep. Which uh, John um, Wayne would hate to hear. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, this this system that they had uh, where you had to go through Ghost Kino and then they would take you, then you, your movie would get filmed at like a studio like most film or Len film. Uh, and this caused some problems for Tarkovsky actually earlier because his, if you look at his filmography, he's been making films since like the, like I think early 60s or late 50s. Yeah. But he only made two films before Solaris in 1972. Yeah, yeah. It's And it, and apparently he really got jerked around by the like censors. He had this film which was the one just previous to this called Andre Rublev. Yeah. Uh which was recut several times and eventually had one screening I think in uh 1969. I think it was 4 years after it was made. Because it was made in '66, I believe, it originally, and then it finally got, like, actually aired in like 1970, 1969, or something like that. Okay, so yeah, so it was made in 1966. It got one screening in Moscow, and then it was immediately yeah. Pulled. And they they the only reason it ever like got like they I think they didn't they show it at Cannes, but only because there was like 
they showed it at Cannes in 1969. Right. So three years later, which was a completely different version. It's been cut yeah. again. And then eventually in 1971, they released a different cut in the Soviet Union. Yeah, and then there was also an unauthorized TV version, wasn't there? That like. Yeah, I presume that now you can probably get a different version of it. Yeah, I just mean like in like 1968 as well. There was like a they showed a version on TV or something that was like. Oh yeah, yeah, possibly. Like... <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, definitely there was some trouble getting certain films made, but then there were also other films that got made that wouldn't have been made outside the system. So there were good parts and bad yeah, parts. Yeah, I mean, like, again, it's like when you don't have the, you know, the, you know, if you you're you need to make $20 million or your film's not going to be made, it's definitely going to put some, exactly. some limits on. on it, it also creates this kind of elitist system. Like, not to say, like, anything I say here is not, saying that this doesn't apply to the other system you know it's just like <laughs> it just it creates kind of an elitist once again this is not a, a this is not yeah. an endorsement of any particular yeah, yeah, yeah. economic we're, we're, or we're political just, system we're just, discussing. we're just discussing them here um but yeah like it kind of creates this kind of elitist system in hollywood you know where uh, um they only give the, the the money to the people who have proven themselves to handle this money. So it's just kind of, as you said, this fucking feedback loop. Yeah, of like, I mean, there's another elitist system here. It's a here. different kind of elitist system. Which which is like, you know, you give, you, you make the films of the people who, like, you know. Let you make, uh, the elites who let you make the films. Yeah, exactly. You know, the elites let you make the films, and then they keep picking the guys who make the films yeah, that they like. exactly, so. That's that's yeah, so I guess that kind of yeah. Let's let's kind of I guess talk about Tarkovsky again because he's kind of the yeah. So so now that we've kind of gotten, we've kind of brought him up in yeah, this, like the yeah. system that so, he exists in. Yeah, because so, he was like right in the middle of that because he was born in Moscow in 1932, or not in Moscow, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, like north somewhere north, in Russia, mo- north uh, east of Moscow. He was born in Yura, in thing village of place I can't pronounce in district of place I can't pronounce in Ivanovo uh, right, Oblast. Right, right, right. In Russia. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he, but he eventually moved to <laughs> Moscow to and went to school in the in the forties and fifties. Um, he was also a big fan of uh, Akira Kurosawa. Surprise, surprise. I don't know if you could tell that. You know who isn't? I, don't know, I guess, but I don't know if you could tell that from watching <laughs> his film or, this film or not. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some similarities, I think you could say. I think some similarities is an understatement. But yeah, so he, there was this whole thing where he like dropped out of school and like went and like worked like in Siberia for like a year. Mm. He was working for some government, you know. Was he working in film or just... no, no, nothing to do with film? Okay, because uh, in fact, at this point, he hadn't even gone to school for film. He was just going to school in Moscow, and then okay. he went and did this kind of year sabbatical, and was like, "All right, I'm going to go into film." He comes back and goes to school for film, I guess, and then gets his first film in 1962, and it's kind of he he gets lucky with this one because oh, he was on a research expedition. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Okay. 
So he 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 gets this the the the, the his first film Ivan's Childhood, which is quite well known, as I understand. I haven't seen it. Have you? No, I have not. Uh, yeah, as I understand, it's quite well known. But the, app- apparently, the first director who secured the project was fired because the uh, the the arts council was not happy with his script or his vision. It was just he wasn't doing a good job. Not not a. Uh, he he may have offended the party. He may have offended the party. So we don't know yeah. what happened to him. Um, no, we do. He's fine. Um, well, okay. I, I I don't know <laughs> about get, that. He's not in a gulag. As far as I know. No, I think okay. he's also went on to be a Russian okay. director or a Soviet director, but of Russian descent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this film, Ivan's Childhood, was was well received, but apparently Tarkovsky wasn't overly happy with it. He said he made some. Uh, he didn't mention uh, like censorship mm-hmm. uh, concessions. He just he mentioned like creative concessions. Right. That he made in terms of just like filmmaking, but it was like a war movie, so maybe he was just like beating around the bush a little bit, because it's like right. it's definitely a very kind of patriotic film, mm-hmm. as I understand. But also, it's like you know, if there were censorship things that he didn't have, that he had a problem with, would he say that? <laughs> uh, why you would would not be smart to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially if you wanted to keep working. Mm. Um, but yeah, so, but he, he kind of just, as you mentioned, then comes that kind of next whole debacle with, uh, that Andre Rublev. Yeah. Who I believe is like an artist. Yes. A iconic, uh, 15th century Russian painter. So it was about Russian culture, which, you know, is a touchy subject with the, uh, with the party, you know, you have to convey it properly so exactly there was definitely some some issues there as you mentioned but eventually he kind of wanted to i think he clearly wanted to avoid all this fucking drama again um so i think that kind of partially answers the question why he picked this movie or this book yes so from what i understand basically like he specifically picked a book that he knew that uh you know sort of was widely was already accepted by sort of like the uh exactly Bolsheviks, like, this I was guess. like a, a widely praised book in uh the USSR and had already been you know you know, been around for a while yeah and and he figured like because it it was like a sci-fi book there was like a certain level of like distance you know what i mean yeah 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 between like that and actual like goings on which which i think you know it was interesting like Watching the film, like, I think that there was very little, like, you know, allusion to, like, you know, modern day, like, Current or events. historical. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I it's like, because, like, you know, a lot of a lot of sci-fi things tend to, like, you know, use that as, like, a lens. Absolutely. To, like, you know, reflect on the present. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think that this was more just, like not talking about like any specific like you know things going on but just general like human yeah uh, well i think th- i think again this is this because this movie is almost not science fiction <laughs> like the, the ma- yeah exactly the subject matter the material is science fiction but yeah, like 
the way they made it is not at all like that's not the point of the movie um, which yeah. kind of is like that's the second thing. Is but like I, I heard it described as sort of like the anti two thousand and one. Yeah, well, that kind of brings me to the next point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that it's it, it was kind of uh, allegedly kind of made it's it, partially in spite of two thousand one, like as like a response, you know. Yeah, because I know Tarkovsky, like he 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 had like specific complaints about Western sci-fi. Yeah, well, he has a quote. I have a quote here from him about 2001, if you want to read it. Yeah, he says, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey is phony on many points, <laughs> even for specialists. For a true work of art, the fake must be eliminated. And you know what? I love 2001 A Space Odyssey, but here's what I'll give him. Here's what I will give him. Yeah. His ending makes way more sense. <laughs> His ending is... But what about the beginning? Well, the beginning is much worse. That's I. Okay. I think I prefer. I'm a two, I'm a space odyssey, uh, supporter here. I think I fall on that side right. of the, of the right. aisle here. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, I I think, I mean, I don't want to like you know over analyze this quote or whatever. No, here. no, I think I think it's been but kind like of because there's such two big sci-fi legends. I think it's been blown out of proportion. Yeah. It's just like you know thing, but but. I do think that, you know, it really, it almost seems, and we kind of alluded to this earlier, it almost seems like it's intentionally trying to break every sci-fi, like, norm. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, because we said, like, we would have thought it would have been more interesting if a lot of the sci-fi stuff was more upfront. Yep. And, like, I think that, you know... Because they just kind of, like, throw in shit about, you know, oh, yeah, we're bombarding the ocean with radiation. And then kind of just, like, don't go into why yeah, exactly, they're doing that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just kind of assumed that... Not even assumed that you Oh, yeah, understand. some science fiction things are going... So it's almost like you set out to make a science fiction movie, but then, like, you know, really half-assed all the sci-fi parts. So it's like, why did you even do that yeah, in the first place? You did everything you could to avoid actually making a science fiction movie, but you like picked a yeah. science fiction subject matter, and you're like, no, I'm gonna focus a hundred percent on the human aspect, and like make no effort to show you the or like I connect mean, that a... to the yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the entire premise is like sort of exists because of the sci-fi yeah, element. No, in the totally. Sense of, like, you know, the planet is creating these. Uh, beings right yeah no it's a uh, and the existence of these beings is the things that drives the human conflict. i think the movie basically kind of just turned it into like a philosophical experiment that uses the sci-fi as a catalyst to like explore the philosophical experiment where is that like i think the book and like the the, the i think the original vision is more of like you know you explore the whole the actual science fiction aspect of like well this is like a a planet that has like a, a being that we can't understand that's like you know exactly yeah so it's definitely a very different way of looking at the same thing definitely you know if, if this were an episode of star trek oh yeah you know, yeah well <laughs> i think that they would talk more about the, the radiation oh they would talk so much more about the radiation there'd be a whole they yeah. would explain it a lot more <laughs> Yeah. Oh well. Speaking yeah. of Star Trek, like this kind of brings us oh. to the end of our our 
our stuff on Solaris for 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 this week. For this week, but well, well, we have one more exactly. segment here. Welcome to Six Degrees of Star Literally, Trek. how the fuck is this one going to work? Well, I... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is the segment in which we connect the various people in this film to Star Trek one way or another. Uh, yeah, usually it's through, like, if they've, like, worked on this thing, worked on yeah. another thing. So we kind of mentioned that we I think we use the word parallel industry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and and what are what is something that you know that is true about two parallel lines? They tend not to meet ever. <laughs> they don't cross. <laughs> However, we find out that maybe these lines aren't completely uh, well, there's parallel. There's some there's some like uh, noise on the line that perhaps you know. Uh, you know, the line wobbles a bit. That's good to know. So I have some connections. Uh, unfortunately, you know, they're not as pristine <laughs> as... <laughs> as we'd come to expect in you know, this maybe segment. As, as, yeah, exactly. I mean, frankly, anything, any connection is pretty impressive at this point. Let's start with, this is a, how many steps is this? This is a three-step. Well, it's not too bad. Okay, so we have Donatus Benionis, who plays Chris. Yeah, Chris our, Kelvin our in this lead, film. Our Lithuanian lead actor. Was in a film called The Red Tent, which is a joint Soviet-Italian film in 1969. Interesting. Starring Sean Connery. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery was in a film called The Man Who Would Be King, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. which also included one Christopher Plummer. Oh, well, that there you go. Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer was obviously in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Yes, yes. Cla- and, it was uh, a classic crane kick. Star Trek node. Exactly. Exactly. Christopher Plummer. Legend. Um, so let's go with another one. Also a three-step. Okay. So we have at the origination here Natalia Bondarchuk, who was in a film called The Captivating Star of Happiness. Interesting. Uh, which is a 1975 Soviet historical drama Sounds uh, riveting. about the Decemberist revolt against Tsar Nicholas the First. They sounds, really loved making. They really. Like, they really loved making films against about you know revolts. They, yeah, they like their historical against the Tsar specifically. <laughs> I wonder why they like that so much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Just an obsession, yeah, you know. Yeah, they really like it. <laughs> so, so also in the movie was one. Oleg Yankovsky. Okay. Uh, 
who probably done some was also in a film stuff. called The Assassination of the Tsar. <laughs> 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 uh, he's got a niche. He's been typecast, yeah. I wonder. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> where he plays the czar. Oh, fuck. Holy smokes. That's... However, also in that film is one Malcolm McDowell. No fucking way. What? This is, this is in 1991, so oh, it's the okay, tail okay, end okay, of the okay. Soviet Union here. You know, Gorbachev was opening things up. Right, right. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? And Malcolm McDowell, obviously in Star Trek Generations. Obviously. Yeah, well, y- you know, We've the, the this- film that has both Kirk and Picard in it, yeah. for those who don't know. Uh, let's, let's go on a very long one, or longer. <laughs> longer. This is a, this is a four-step. Okay. Uh, this is a four-step connection. So, a bit longer than usual. Hey, we're keeping it under Kay. five so far. That's pretty good. So, we start with Yuri Yarvet, uh, who plays uh, Snout. Oh, yeah. we love, that's, that's, he's, he's awesome. Snout. Yeah. Uh, he was in... I'm just going to go right through this. I'm not going to bother explaining everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, he was in a, a, a Soviet version of King Lear with a guy named Alexei Petrenko. Okay. Who was in a film called The Barber of Siberia? <laughs> that sounds interesting. With somebody named Elizabeth Spriggs, who's a British actress. Yeah, I was just gonna say that does uh, not sound like a. Uh, a oh, see, what year was Barber of Siberia? Barber of Siberia. 1998. Oh, so okay. it was post Soviet. Gotcha. Uh, uh, and in The Devil's Disciple, a movie she was also in 1987, starred. Patrick Stewart. Okay. Barber of Siberia. Uh, I'm curious. The Barber of Siberia was 1998. I know. I'm still curious about it, though. It just sounds like a weird movie. I like that title. At the turn of the century, a young Russian cadet falls in love with an American beauty, endangering his career and even their lives. Wow. Where is the what's the barber? I don't know. I wonder I wonder if, if the czar is involved. I wonder if in he this. is. And I wonder if he's. I wonder if the czar gets overthrown in this film. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder. (laughs) Um, Yeah, very much a uh, subject that uh, comes up again and again. (laughs) The assassination of the czar. (laughs) Yep. Uh, But anyway, that's 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 three different three excellent connections, connections you know you know it's longer than we are accustomed to but but i think very well done considering as we mentioned parallel industries yeah, yeah and a- as you can imagine a couple of these cross like the 1991 here so that you know obviously it's uh, makes it a little easier but makes it a i don't little think easier. that's against the rules no it's not exactly uh but you pose a question yeah on this outline that you gave me. Yeah. And you said, you ask, were there whales on Solaris? Well, that's a very Trek, uh, a pertinent question in my opinion. Yes. I would say probably. I think maybe the whales are what are causing all no, of no, this. No, 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 no. Here's my thinking. Because it's like, you know, the the all things are being, a bunch of things on Solaris are being created, you know. 
Like, yeah. That's from people's heads, right? Yeah. So, you know, if anybody, like, thinks of a whale, maybe there'd be a whale. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, just like that, there's whales in Solaris. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't it wasn't actually clear to me whether or not it was, like, specifically just anything that comes out of anybody's head or if it was specifically, like, painful memories. It was not clear at all what it was. Because I, I think it tended, it seemed to be focused on that, which is why it was so torturous for everybody on the station. Yeah, because as I understood from, like, what I was, like, kind of reading about the book is it was, like... It, it seems to me that it was like the the planet was like respond it was like a defense mechanism because what right. they were doing to the they were they like, were bombarding it with radiation yeah and then the reason that like they that. decided in the end to like send his brain waves was that they might like that the planet would be like oh like understand what's going on and yeah like, so that's that's my understanding that's what I gathered from the film and I'm pretty sure that that's what it's about but it was just like I think a little bit more explanation could have could have made that more concrete. You know what <laughs> it would have I mean? been very, very useful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, now you know, it... now maybe maybe this makes me want to watch the uh, the other version. The two thousand two one. The Steven Soderbergh version with George Clooney. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess I probably should just because you know... I suspect that that would be better explained. It would definitely probably like yeah cover some of the and it would be in English. <laughs> so yeah, we get that's... some some details definitely more ironed out, and then we could like go back. Yeah, to this one. yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, or I could read the book, but I don't know if I have time for that. Yeah, I guess. How long is it? I'll t- we'll take a look at it maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I suspect it's pretty long, but who knows? It's a hard um, sci-fi, so you know they got a lot to explain. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, uh, that's uh, I think that's all we have for this week. Let's see if we have any shoutouts to make. Probably at least one. Hopefully someone from somewhere cast since last week. Uh since last week. Uh well, yes, but from anywhere new yes. is the question. Nope. Nowhere, nowhere new. new. So, uh, if you live in uh, Russia, enjoy this episode. It's the last one you'll ever hear, probably. Oh, yeah, because we're going to be banned in Russia. <laughs> we're going to be banned in Russia. Yeah, we're going to be banned in Russia quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so next week we will be back with the completion of this film, um, Solaris, and we'll talk actually kind of about uh, uh, the production of the movie and, um, yeah, kind of all that jazz, you know how they shot it i think that's going to yeah. be super interesting how did how, as, yeah that's going to be interesting yeah that's very different be. from how we normally very different well different and the same but also different yeah <laughs> yeah all right bye guys <laughs>